Welcome to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Every week, I'll be sitting down with a sales executive where they'll share their stories and experiences that produce game-changing results. Let's be honest, sales can be a tough game. I'm sure at some point, we've all delivered a less than stellar demo, been ghosted by a client or two, and sometimes maybe we did more talking than listening. And that's where I can help. The stories and insights our guests share can be applied to your own business, your territory, or with your team, so you're not reinventing the wheel. Our weekly tactics and strategies help you get out of your head and start creating your own path towards game-changing results. Welcome back to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Now, October is Women in Sales Month, and the, the goal here is to have a woman on every week so we can really increase our visibility, the awareness. And it's sad that we only have one month because we should be celebrated every day, but I'm delighted to bring Bouquet Ness up to the podcast this week. And Bouquet was a former client of mine when she was an executive in the financial sector. And we talk about her transition from corporate executive for years to now founder of uh, Free to Be Wellness and really what propelled her to do that. And a lot of her journey started, you know, being the only woman in the room, not finding her voice, sometimes not feeling heard, um, you know, being on mat leave and getting in her head sometimes. There's a bit of fear. There's imposter syndrome. And then you you add, you know, years later, the pandemic, and you realize, you know, there's there's boundaries that are being compromised. You feel the disconnect from your family, from yourself, and you realize enough's enough. You know, I, I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to put myself first. And she did that. And the reason I'm so happy to share this is because I imagine there are so many people in her position that is like, I'm so fed up of the way... I'm operating now, whether it's in work, whether it's something you want to break the cycle. But unfortunately, we let fear override us and we don't, we can't see the clear outcome. You know, we're financially saying we can't do it. And she just leaned into this and she had an unwavering sense of self, of conviction, of belief. And she said, I know the why. I know why I'm doing this and the how will figure itself out. And it did. And so she's now in a place where she's running a wellness center and she's just, she's to the core bringing authenticity, bringing joy, bringing contentment, reigniting her soul. And and all those around her are benefiting from that energy that she's putting off. She's also reignited, you know, her relationship with her family. So they're benefiting from everything she's putting out there. So you'll, you'll just feel her energy and see how happy she is. And my hope is that if you are struggling with anything like this, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a job, but that you're you're fed up of the way things are running now and you perhaps don't see an out. Always know there is an out. And and just lean into that self-belief, that self-worth. And again, the, the nitty-gritty will figure itself out. But if you're committed, there's are you interested or you're committed? If you're committed to a different outcome, you know, you have to you have to act. You have to put one foot in front of the other. And that's what she did. And you know, and, and the universe, you know, and her and her voice said it rewards risk. And it did. And she's doing amazing. She's celebrating six months now and she's the happiest she's ever been. So I encourage you to take a listen and just really look for ways in your life that, you know, there, there's there's a better choice that you're betting on yourself, that you're putting yourself first so that you don't live a, a life of regrets. So I encourage you to listen. Let us know what you think. Uh, if you haven't downloaded the, the podcast, definitely invite you to download and subscribe. And again, we're always trying to improve. So we'd love to get some, some feedback in form of review. And uh, thanks so much for watching. And we'll talk to you next time. 
So as we continue October, uh, Women in Sales Month, I'm delighted to have my final woman on the podcast. And this is somebody who I worked with when she was in corporate. I would consider her a friend. And now she's a trailblazer and an entrepreneur and doing things that I would say a lot of people dream about, but not many um, actually execute. So I want to welcome Bouquet Nessup to the podcast. Hello. Welcome, Bouquet. I'm delighted to have you and, and hear all about your exciting journey. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here and to, uh, to get to work with you again. Awesome. Well, before we dive in, uh, October is Women in Sales Month. You spent uh, many years in executive leadership in the financial uh, sector. You know, just reflecting back on your career, your corporate career, and I know you're still selling now, but when you think of women in sales, you know, what, what kind of thoughts or emotions come to mind for you? Um, today, thoughts and emotions that come to my mind is it actually makes me cringe. Um, it makes me cringe, not because I didn't love it, uh, not because it didn't give me the tools uh, I needed in order to get to this place. Um, because of the feeling it always left me, uh, I always felt I either wasn't good enough, um, that I was, um, just, you know, that phrase faking it till you make it like one mm -hmm. day I was going to be found out. Um, mm -hmm. and I didn't feel heard. And so it, you know, everything now, um, when I hear work, cause I don't feel like what I'm doing is work. I don't classify it as work. It's the W word. Um, I think about my old days, my previous roles, um, and that's what I consider work. And so, yeah, it just makes me cringe and um, not where I want to be. So it's, uh, it's, it's nice to be in a place now where I can look back and, and say like, yeah, that was that. Was that. that was mm -hmm. then. Yeah, and kind of keep it in the box in, in the past. Um, you know, and it's sad that, that that's the way it had to be because you had a long career and I'm sure a, a very successful one. And um, you know, it sounds like there's a bit of imposter syndrome and not being heard. And, you know, if you were saying, if you had a message, you know, for, for young women starting in their sales career now, what, what would that be? Don't be afraid to speak up. Use, use that, use that voice. And so do you think there's boundaries placed on you that are perhaps um, unrealistic and just stunting your, your potential or who you are a little bit, that authenticity piece? Um, I think so. I think so. If I, if I think back, um, then, you know, I was on mat leave and I was being called, um, at month three to say, hey, come back, we need you. And you think in your mind, well, I have to, if I don't, they're going to forget about me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that it's, it's stunts your balance, right. With, with your family. And then, um, you, you become that yes person because you want to excel. And if you're competitive like me or draw, have that drive like I've had, you want to be the person that they come to. You want to be that. And um, and so you don't say no to certain requests or asks. And when you, when you get to that point, for me anyway, it was, you know, traveling so often that I forgot my family. I, you, you forget who you are. And so it does stunt who you are. Yeah, it just changes. It changes the way you might have been before, and not that it's a bad thing, but because you're really focused on where you want to go, and you lose sight of all those other pieces that are just equally important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that's very true. And do you think Bouquet men experience something similar? I don't. I don't know if they do. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably not. Um, 
I, I don't, I don't see it the same, you know, uh, around a table. I don't, I can't even tell you how often I was the only female around the table. And so, um, you know, there's instances where I needed to get home and it was five 30. And for me, I had to go home cause I needed to pick up my kids from daycare and do this and that. And, you know, people would be like, well, don't you have a nanny to take care of that stuff? Um, you know, and I'm like, well, no, I'm a mom. I'm a mom first, you know, I need to get home. And they, you know, and they're like, well, I just stay here until it's, you know, until I, you know, it's, it's time for me to leave until the, you know, the leader of that group is gone. And I'm thinking, but your day is finished. Like you're really not doing anything. And so I just, I find with us, or at least for females, the time that we're at work or in that mode, we're at work fully, we're fully engaged. You know, I was up and open at 8 a.m. until 9 or 10 at night. And that's what I was focused on. And um, I just don't know if they have that same piece because their dynamics are just a little different. I do see it's diff- It's changing, you know, that you see a lot more men taking paternity leave and stuff like that, which is great. Um, but again, at a, at a table full of males and, and me being the only female, I can't even tell you how many times um, I was overlooked for, uh, you know, even entertaining clients. Okay, you're going to take them to lunch, but this person's going to take the bigger client to golfing because that's what he does, right? Like, well, I want to go golfing. Why Why can't I take that client to golfing? Or, um, you know, suggestion that comes from me versus the same suggestion that comes from a male, male counterpart, right? So, uh, you know, again, often the voice isn't heard. So speak up. Don't be afraid of it. Uh, and if I could, if I could change, well, towards the end of my career, I did speak up. Um, and I, I did get more vocal, uh, about my thoughts and my feelings and called people out for, for doing that sort of thing. Um, but, uh, I also came to the realization that if I'm going to speak up and I'm going to do what I want to do, this isn't the environment that's going to prepare me for, or prepare me. It's not going to be where I excel. A lot of that, when I hear that, it's it's the culture that you're a part of, and it really is incumbent upon the leader to create that safe space to allow all voices to be heard, to, you know, really ensure that there's a diverse team, but also that you're mixing it up, that, you know, just because you're a guy, you, hey, I golf, I can get out there too, and if not, how can, what, can we both take them, or something like that, to, you know, really allow everyone to feel included and everyone, the voices to be heard and everyone to be part of the team. So I, I feel that, like, that, that for me is what culture is. Yeah. And it's, it's funny, keeping on that same note, um, in one of my roles, um, there was a, a female who had put in so much, she was so loyal to the business and um, was doing everything to excel. But because she had a child who was, who was consistently ill, like there was health issues there, she kept being overlooked for certain, certain roles. And I thought, well, she's very good at what she does. Mm-hmm. If we just support her in that, she'll give back what, what we're looking for. Um, and I, I did end up um, promoting that individual and we got exactly what we we're looking for, but it was through a battle, right? Like it was me trying to convince um, male counterparts or male leaders why it was a necessary move. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that one probably touched me more than others uh, just because I, I could understand the struggle she was really going through. And, and sometimes you just need a little bit of understanding and empathy. Uh, and I, I did find that you know, in finance in general, I, I do find that it's missing some of that piece. Like empathy is not as, um, as prevalent as it should be. So I'm, I'm glad that there's women there and they need to be there, but again, they need to use their voices. Yeah, totally. And it's funny. Cause I just wrote the word empathy down when you're speaking and just 
thinking if, the, if that was a man in your role, they might, because you think about, you know, our innate traits as women and empathy is one of them. Building trust is another one, just the ability to nurture and connect. That's, you know, that's innate to us, but we need to leverage that. We need to lean into that. So it's great that you were in that hiring position and saw that because sometimes people are looking for others that look like them, you know, and surround themselves with yes people. And it's only when you can kind of and, and it wasn't taking a risk on someone like that, but you saw underneath something, you saw the greater good and you didn't, you know, you, you went for it. And, and I don't know how many people would do that. So kudos to you for doing that and, and getting the results you saw based on that. You were rewarded for that. And she ultimately was rewarded as well. Yeah, it's um, it's nice when you can, when you sit back and you see that individual itself, if you can give back. It's, it's a huge thing. You know, you, you hear the reverse of it where there's a lot of competition amongst females or that we're holding each other back and it shouldn't be the way it shouldn't be the case, mm -hmm. right? Like just support one another. We have enough battles to climb. Let's support one another um, and figure out how we can work collaboratively and, and encourage versus bring someone down. It's just not a place that um, I open up to. I don't welcome that. I really do welcome support, supportive environment that's empathetic, that's know free and authentic um because that's what we should be doing that's what um it's where our hearts are happy yeah oh that's nice our hearts are happy yeah and again for me because that goes back to culture you know if you're yeah. creating sometimes they're pinning teams against each other or reps against each other and it's like why can't we imagine you break down those walls and create collaboration and yeah. come together that you know the results you can get but don't pin your teams against each other agreed you know there, there's healthy competition but um but then there's the extent where you, you know, you can drive a wedge in between that. And, you know, I can say as a woman in sales, been in sales my whole life, you know, I never, there was no cattiness where I was. There was just like, let's just get the job done. You know, I, I just think even now as a, as a female entrepreneur, there's enough people in the sandbox, we can all play nicely. And, and maybe that's the, what I put out there, therefore I'm attracting it. But I just think there's no room for that. Let's all just, like you said, like, let's let each other up and let's, you know, work for the greater good. And that's the, the end user or the customer. Absolutely. And they appreciate it. They do see it. They do see it. Um, and, yeah. every, you know, that's one of the things with the competition. You said healthy competition. Everybody has their own carrot. So if you try to put a carrot that you believe is the right one, it'll never work. Mm -hmm. um, because there's obstacles everyone has to go through in order to reach whatever that characterized carrot looks like. So um, being mindful of that and, and knowing that that can draw that negative competition, not, a po not reinforce the positive culture. That's just awareness as well, knowing that you can't, you know, paint your, your team with the same brush, that what motivates one is not going to motivate the other. And really taking time, as you said, to be mindful and connect and check in and say, what, what is your carrot? You know, and why is that carrot important to you? Yeah. Versus, you know, I'm, I'm guessing your carrot's this. Well, no, it's not. So the more you push me, you're actually pushing me against you, not towards you. I always use the term um, happy dance. What's your happy dance? What are the things that would make you so happy you'd get up and dance? Um, and I used to use that with, um, well, with a lot of my teams. And it was funny, you know, not only did it make them, you know, chuckle and laugh and be like, well, I don't know. Like, what do you think? Well, I don't know. Do you like lottery tickets? Do you like a sports team? Like if sky was the limit, what would make you get so happy you'd get up and, you know, just do a dance? And, you know, one person um, just wanted to wear jeans to work. Go ahead then and wear jeans. So sometimes it's just the smallest thing that can have such a big impact. You know, they just want to be able to work through lunch so that they can get home in time to, you know, see their children and or make dinner. It doesn't always have to be a major carrot. Sometimes it's just their major carrot, like you said, doesn't always look like the other one. So mm -hmm. 
What are, what's your happy dance? Yeah, I love that. But it, but it's small, like you said, um, Bouquet, but it's impactful because getting home early, th- that has a huge impact. Wearing jeans, it's just, it's something that allows them to be like, yes, I'm getting what I want. My productivity, my energy is going to be different as a result. And how much did it take out of you to ask that one question? And also I would say working in the financial industry, like it's, it's heavy. It's like, you know, there's numbers, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of um, things that get out of our control that it creates a bit of levity because it's like, you're asking me what my happy dance is, you know, and it's just, it's kind of a pattern interrupt that you're just so used to being your head down and numbers driven that you're like, this is different. No one's ever asked me that before. It was, it's, it was always a fun one. I always enjoyed that time of year. And when I said, I say time of year, but I always ask them anything new on your list, you know, what, anything, anything change. And, um, and you get a lot from that answer. It's amazing how quickly you can get to know someone. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it sounds like you were very intentional in getting to know your team and that would serve you well. It has. It has. It's continued to. Excellent. You know, you, you talked a little bit about, you know, sounds like a bit of fear when we're on mat leave. And I could say I, I also struggle with that when I was on mat leave. You're wondering, do I have a job to come back to <laughs> who's looking after my stuff? Like, and so you kind of get into your head and it's all you know. So I completely can relate to that. And what I didn't love is that it and this was me, like I allowed it to do this, but it took away from, you know, some of the time bonding time because my head was going to the workplace and my company didn't do, they didn't, you know, ask me to come back or they were very respectful, but it was me. And I think that's something that maybe women and we're like, when we're gone for a year and we're, you know, rainmakers, what's going to happen when we're gone. Right. And it's that maybe that leading with a scarcity mindset or fear-based. And so it's like, how do you get in front of that? So you can be very present and enjoy being with your baby. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know what I can say with, um, especially with my first, I have two children, my first one, um, I, I feel like, you know, I was present with both. Um, and there's, there's instances where you do want to go back for your own sanity, right? So I don't yes. want to lose, <laughs> lose ground that, you know, things are going well. So I want to do the things that fuel me. I will challenge anyone to, to you know, what really fuels you? Is it the work? Is it the title? Is it um, like what fills your cup? So mm-hmm. if I think about those pieces now, you know, activity, fitness, um, motivation, those, those fill my cup. So if you're really eager to get back to work because you're you want to do that that thing that um, to gain your own sanity back, I challenge you to think what other things could you do than going back to work that not only give you that time to be to be present with your children. It also gives you that opportunity to fuel you um, because that can actually take you long past maternity leave. If you're working, if you're doing all those things, if you know running fuels you, fuels your soul, makes you happy, then can you start doing that, that you can actually build habits that are going to carry through no matter what the environment, because um, those, those are the things that will really help when anything does get tough in that working environment. I love that. And, and I think, we want to go back to what's safe, what we know and what's comfortable. But if we kind of, as you mentioned, take on a new challenge, it's growth. Like we're breaking through a different layer. Yeah. Yeah. Self-discovery. I found that was a huge piece. Um, and I, you know, that's one of the things that I guess you have to kind of go through it to see it, but yeah, I would challenge a lot of the, um, the women out there or even men on paternity leave or maternity leave to say, Hey, um, what, where do I get my, my, my source of energy from? It could be your family, and that's wonderful. But what, what's it that you can look at independently that can fuel your soul that you really love? How can I keep a little bit of myself present? Mm-hmm. 
Maybe that's playing soccer. Maybe that's reading a book. Um, you know, maybe that's hiking, whatever it might be, just keeping that part present. Um, because as we continue through the career, the kids get older, um, we start to, again, think about where was I? Like, well, I don't even remember who I am. Um, mm -hmm. But those little things that filled your soul when you're younger can continue to help grow, help you grow and, and keep you centered. And so, Bouquet, what would you say was that, I don't know if it was a tipping point or a number of things that allowed you to, you know, invited you to leave corporate and fill your soul by launching and opening up, you know, free to be wellness. Um, for me, I, I think like a lot of people, COVID gave an opportunity to see what's really, what you're, what's we're really battling against. Um, being home, having the opportunity to see my kids every day, I truly realized how little I actually knew them. Yes, I knew what they liked to, you know, eat for lunch or, um, but I mean, I don't recall the last time I'd gone to see a, a, one of their games, you know, a volleyball game at school or anything like that. And so being home, being reintroduced to the kids, um, they're older. So having conversations with them, like they are real people and we forget mm -hmm. that they're not just my child. They're real people who have amazing ideas and have, um, stories that they want to share with you. And so having that opportunity was really, uh, I think a turning point for me. Um, especially when you couple it with pieces that deplete your energy so much. So work was just taking so much of me away um, that I really started to turn in towards my kids and lean into that to help fuel my energy. And um, also, you know, going into uh, my working out from home um, also fueled my energy. And I came to that point that said, well, why aren't I doing more of this? Mm -hmm. Why aren't I doing the things that I love and just being there to work, right? I think we call it the quiet worker now, I think, or quiet quitter. I, I'm not mm -hmm. sure the term's out there anymore, but like you hear these things. And for me, it was, I just need a change. And if I don't do it now, when? Because it'll never be the right time. It'll mm -hmm. never be the right time. Um, so I just uh, bit the bullet and took a chance knowing that I was making the right decision for me. For me, that wasn't even a question. That's so, so good. Because I think, you know, first of all, congratulations on doing that. Because I would say, you know, many people think it and it'd be a dream, but to pull the trigger is just that it's not even in their realm. And so for you to have that unwavering belief and just knowing it's for you, which is important, you're not doing it for others or for show, it's for you, then you're doing it for the right reasons. And it, it sounds like, you know, you, you're setting yourself up for success right away. Well, it's funny. There's um, there's the book that Feel the Fear, Do It Anyway. I'm not sure if you've, if you've read that. I would okay. encourage anyone to read it. Um, I was I was, you know, scared of it. And I remember speaking to my husband, he's like, I don't know, just think on it, do this, do that. And I was speaking to um, a marketing firm, um, a local female run marketing firm about my, con not the concept, but actually how would we launch something like this? And she needed a 50% down payment in order for us to move forward. And I remember um, talking to my husband, he kept saying, just wait, don't, you don't need to do that now. And I actually went and I just did it because I knew if I had 50% in yeah. committed, there was yeah. no turning back. Um, yeah. So fear the fear, uh, feel the fear, do it anyway. And it was the best thing I could have done. And at the end, my husband's like, oh, you did do it. Okay, then. So let's go, you know, and, and having that support was obviously fantastic to, to have. And, um, and then my kids, it was reinforced with my kids saying, good job, mom. Like I heard some of those conversations and difficult conversations that you've had. I've seen you 
upset you know when you come off the, the line or you know they they were home they saw me through a lot of this through the pandemic they witnessed it um, and they saw some of the um, the personal challenges I, I battled against being heard being understood um, you know I had I had some feedback sessions that my kids actually heard around my speaking um, you know I'm a a child of immigrant parents. And so some of my words aren't always the same as others. And, and I was being provided feedback, um, that was, I don't know how it could be constructive, but it was a very personal thing that felt of an, an attack. And I know it wasn't intentional, um, but my kids heard those sorts of things. And so for them to see strength through this, um, you know, that, that fuels it so much. And, um, my daughter to see, okay, this is what strength looks like. And for my son to see, this is what females should be treated like, not like this, but like this. Um, it fueled it even more. Like, man, did I ever yeah. put a flame under me? Um, yeah. yeah, I want them to know how to respect and treat people. It doesn't matter if their gender or their race, their whatever. It, I don't even care anything. Um, but for them to learn and understand it and see it firsthand, I know that I'm equipping them with, with power. Wow. It almost sounds like, Bouquet, you didn't have a choice. You're like, I can't turn back now because they've seen too much. And for me to not walk forward and continue paving the path of what right righteousness and what, you know, the right thing is to do. I I can't do that, especially just hearing what you're saying about your kids were so instrumental in that before state hearing, you know, sometimes it's like kids maybe shouldn't hear that because they have their mom up in this place, but you're getting to know them again. And so now it's like we have this newfound relationship. I can't go back and then like we, we've kind of taken it to the next level. We've reignited things. We're seeing them as adults. I got to go full. I, I can't go back for me or them. Absolutely. It's funny you said reignite. So a big part of free to be is to reset, restore and reignite yourself. So it's funny you use that, that word. I'd highlight it. Free to be came from um, free to be yourself, right? Free to be your authentic, true self. And that's the whole, our, our name is built around it. It's about being yourself, being free, being open. Um, and I always had this mantra of um, strong, calm, and confident. I've been saying it for years. Um, and it's my, I guess, my personal affirmation. I'm strong, I'm calm, I'm confident. I used to say before every meeting I went into, whether it was a good meeting or a tough meeting, I always said it. Um, it's now on my wall in my zone three in my fitness room where we do our classes because I want others to find that and to build that mantra or affirmation within themselves. Um, but this is the, a place where people can come and reset, re, you know, rediscover who they are, reignite their passion. Um, and it's not, it doesn't have to be fitness. It doesn't have to be anything here. But if we can give you that little match that can fuel you to get out there and move and um be that person you know you are. Find your power. Um, that's what it's all about. And so you're explaining and you're giving us your your mantras and your slogan, which is amazing. So if you, for those listening, what is what is free to be? Is it? I know you explained it, but like, what is it? A place? Is it a physical space you go to, or what? What is it? Uh, so free to be um, came about through my passion for for movement, for wellness and health, um, and it's a place where you can come, anyone can come, doesn't matter who you are, what level you're at. And it's about resetting, restoring, and reigniting yourself. Um, finding your voice, finding that power that's inside of you uh, and giving yourself that opportunity to shine. Um, so, you know, I used it, 
I've, I've used the mantra and I, and I mentioned this earlier, the affirmation of strong, calm, confident. Um, and so find your power um, is a, I guess the next level of that for me is finding your voice, right? That's why transition into the find your power. We all have things that we want to exceed at or what we want to do and it's kind of locked deep down. And so what can we do to get that out and, and reignite was a big, was a, is a very intentional word that um, that was used. And so you can come out here and, you know, we do training, group classes, have a social connection, but find the people that fuel your energy, that give you that source of um, support, pride. Uh, you always hear the saying, or, or I've heard the saying so many times, surround the, yourself with people that you want to be like, um, that give you that energy. And so that's what this is really about. And, and it's crazy to think six months, November 1st is when, uh, we're celebrating our six months. And um, the ladies that come in here, some of the people that come in here, they, um, you know, they sit and they chat and they chat for an hour or two hours. They lunch together. They So not only do the classes, but they get that opportunity to, to fuel each other's energy. And it's it's a pretty incredible place to be. Wow. Congratulations. That's huge. That sounds amazing. And, you know, how do you feel knowing that you've created this, this connection, this community for people? Um, how do I feel about it? Yeah. I'm so full of joy. <laughs> My heart is so full. Um, when I hear people walking around and talking or I hear music going on in the fitness room and I've got someone in, you know, dropped in to do something and I hear all of these little bustling movements, I'm so happy. Like I'm so excited and genuinely happy to be a part of their lives and to be a part of that journey for them and that story. Um, we have float pods here, which are deprivation tanks. Not a lot of people have heard of them or have heard and are kind of scared to, to take a leap and try them. Um, those pods helped me through anxiety and panic attacks when I was going through the corporate world. It was actually towards the tail end um, that I started to feel those ways. And it was because I had this inner battle uh, or inner conflict of finding my balance between my family and my, my work and my career and all that sort of thing. Um, and my husband was the one who suggested it. And uh, now I have that opportunity to be able to give that outlet to others that's non-medicated. And it saved me. Like it really did help me um, come across the other side. To be, so to be able to have um, not just the reigniting but to be able to reset and restore yourself through something like a deprivation tank or float, float therapy, which is, um, you know, provides you with mindfulness, breathing, meditation. It's such a different piece that people don't connect to a gym. Um, and so it, it gives wellness a different picture. Yeah. I, when you said gym, I, I pictured more of a wellness center because yeah, I don't, I've been to many gyms in my life and I haven't heard of any gym having that, or just even that, that energy that you put out there that's, um, you know, mindful, you can still get a good workout, but you're there to do more. You're, it's almost there. You work from the inside out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's exactly what it is. Uh, I have, um, I have a, an executive athlete. He's a, an executive leader, one of my members. Um, and he's constantly, he comes in, he's, he's religiously comes in and he comes in in the evening. Um, and he has hard days. And I remember there was one, he came in and he just did about, I think it was an hour, um, stretch and, uh, it was a deep uh, elite stretch class. And then he did the pod and he was in there for 60 minutes. And the next day he came in and he goes, Bukat, I need to show you this. And he actually posted it online, which was really neat to see that on his socials. 
Um, but he had had experienced the best sleep he had in years. And it was because of his ability to reset, restore himself here. So he can go back to his corporate place of work and have that fuel reignited. And so, you know, it doesn't always have to be in the gym, but what can you do to find that and restore your own sense of balance? Um, you hear this all the time in work environments where, well, I don't, I don't have a work-life balance. And I think one of the things we found out through COVID is it's no such thing. Yeah. You create it. So now that we know that you create it, you personally own that, what do you do about it? So I'm happy to provide a place where people can come in and find that balance and restore themselves and get out there and be who they want to be and be true to themselves. Mm, I love that. It's almost got a magical name, free to be. It's like I can be whatever I want, you know, and, and I can disarm and leave all the armor behind. And, and when you think about we're human beings, you know, but we act as we're human doings, you know, and, and I do agree with the, the work-life integration. And it's almost like, how can you invite people to pause for a moment and say, I need this. Because as you said, you know, this is what, what COVID showed us, but we all have a choice. And the choice is to lean in and say, I want a different outcome. I don't like the way I'm feeling now. Or even you might not be that crystallized in your thoughts going, I'm unaware of what it actually is, but this doesn't feel right to me. So let's go explore. So why are some leaning into that and, and, and exploring choices and others not, do you think? Uh, I think it's fear. I honestly, I think it's, I think it's fear. Um, you know, maybe it's financial, uh, fear of financial losses. Maybe it's fear of, um, what people think that's unfortunately still there is still prevalent. Um, whether it's in a work environment or through social media, um, you know, for me, I'm, I'm, I don't need to prove myself to anyone. The only, the only one that matters for me is myself and my family. And so mm -hmm. if I want to go out there and become a barista or, um, work, you know, in a retail store, that's for my benefit. It has nothing to do with anyone else. And so, yeah. um, that's a hard thing to, to mentally accept though. Um, and so again, feel the fear, do it anyway, just lean into it because it's incredible. Once you commit, you make that decision and you commit to it, mm -hmm. amazing things will happen. I just put this out in the universe and said, I'm going to open free to be, it's going to be out there. Um, and these people naturally gravitated to me that like, wow, how, how have I been missing you my entire life? You know, I've just, I'm so happy to have you here. My studio manager, um, Tammy, it's been the best thing that's ever happened, um, you know, in my life in years or, um, the, I have an employee sitting here with me, um, Val, like, you know, we have all these people that have come in, our members, and they fuel me with energy and with joy. And it's, I think you put it out to the universe. And when you do that, it'll, it'll, um, it'll come right back to you. And so believe in yourself, have confidence, share it with the universe. It'll, it'll happen. It'll come back, but you got to be committed to it. Yeah. I, I love a few, I love many things about that, but the one thing is that commitment piece. And I, and I always say, are you interested or are you committed? And when you're committed, you do said there's got to be action behind it. And when you said, you know, you put the 50% down before your husband, I think you have to operate in that and that high energy moment, because that's where the momentum is. It's like strike while it's hot, right? And also, it's like, you know, the five second rule, if I don't do this now, I might not do it. So I'm going to just drop it now quickly and make sure that, you know, I don't change my mind. Yeah, I love that. That's um, that was Mel Robbins. Yes. I was listening to a lot of her podcasts during my moments of what do I do next? You know, I, I invite and encourage anyone who is just unsure of themselves to go through that journey mapping. That's one thing that I think 
really helped me make and affirm that commitment was taking some time to understand what truly you value, where you find you can give the best version of yourself, um, and how can you, and explore ways of how can you do it? How can you have your cake and eat it too? Because mm-hmm. you can, you, you really can. Um, this decision to open Freedom View is the best thing I've ever done. Um, I get to be home to get my, you know, I pick up my kids from school, I go to their games, but I'm still here with my members when they need me. Um, and they're accepting and they understand when I can't be. Mm-hmm. But I do, I, I challenge anyone who's just not feeling, feeling it, that something's just not right to pause and, and, and explore why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I talk about that a lot. Just lean into it. And and I think when we can hold space for ourselves, quiet in our mind, a lot of times we don't, we're perhaps unprepared what we're ready to, to see. And we might not be also in a position to deal with it, whether it's financial, we're just not ready. And so we just keep going because speed um, allows us to not deal, right? So we just keep on going in this hamster wheel. And it's the courageous, the brave that stop and say, hey, this isn't this isn't right. And I, and I, I owe it to myself. I'm betting on myself to find out why and make it better. Yeah, you're, you've got you've got a lot more power than you think you do. You've got a lot more strength in there than you think you do. There's a book um, that I was reading when I was going through my journey mapping and working with my executive coach on on this piece. Um, it's called Sparked mm-hmm. um, by Jonathan Fields. Uh, and it's a wonderful piece. I actually got my, my certification, um, Qualified Spark, um, spark leader, spark coach. Um, anyway, what it is, is it, it, it takes a look at all those things that drain your energy and all those things that fuel your energy. And it helps you uncover ways that you can continue to fill your cup. And whether that's doing it while you're maintaining an employment or work. So, you know, Mm -hmm. because not everybody financially can do that sort of thing. Um, But it helps you find ways that you can, you can consistently gain the energy that you're seeking um, you know, there's always something that will drain us of our energy. Maybe it's sitting in a meeting for an hour, two hours on Zoom, right? Maybe it's talking to people for really long periods of time. Maybe it's, um, I don't know, doing those presentations. I, I realized when I was doing, uh, you know, reading that book that one of the reasons I came home and slept for two or three days after I had conferences was because I was expelling so much of my energy out to others that I didn't have time to gain it for myself and refuel that. So I'd come home and like be knocked out for three days. Um, and then again, I'm losing my time with my family. And my, my husband would always ask like, what is going on? Like, why are you so tired? Um, it is because that was my way of gaining my energy, refueling it. And so um, I do invite you to, to take a look at that book. It's called Spark, um, Sparked. And you can gain your spark type and, and think about or learn and understand a little bit about yourself and your journey and, and what, what will fuel that energy, what will spark you versus what will deplete you and um, just burn that energy out. Mm-hmm. I love that. And we'll, we'll attach all the books you've, you mentioned in the show notes, because I think I haven't heard of that one. Um, but but I, think, um, I think it's very powerful because like you said, you know, you're going to attract more of what you don't want if you're not putting, if you're putting negativity out there and you're always yeah. looking through this defeatist, I can't, you know, the brain is job is to predict it's going to, and it wants to be right. So it's going to find evidence to support ways in which you can't. So even change though, the language. yeah, you have to change the language and just look at 
you know, even if there's a little bit of fear, like just lean into it. And I know it sounds easier than, than not, but you know, once you get these signs, these, these little signals, these little cues, people coming around you that weren't there, you're like, oh, okay, one foot in front of the other, I'm feeling a bit of traction, I'm moving in the right direction. And that paired with what you, what you said, like what, what fuels me? Like what's energetically charging to me here versus what drains me? And I, and I think when we looked at the height of the pandemic, when we're on Zoom call after Zoom call, we were in a fishbowl. We are so open. Everyone's got eyes on us. When we're normally in a boardroom, you know, you glance up, you look up, you're not like staring intently at the other person. So we're exuding way more energy that you get off that you're just, you're wiped. So I, I totally understand where you're coming from. And then you layer that with guilt because you're like, I'm not here for my kids because I feel like I just got off a flight from Australia. I'm so tired. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. I only did a day of training. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it took a toll. My goodness. And then you'd have Zoom meetings about effective Zoom meetings. And, oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. I don't miss it. I don't miss it. But um, I I guess at the end of the day, the journey you're on is the journey you're supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. And when you want to come off that bus and go and create something else for yourself, create that story, go for it. Because mm-hmm. um, all it, you know, I, I wouldn't change anything even with my past in my corporate world because it all helped me to get here. And that for me is so, um, so crucial. If I tried to open a business 10 or 20 years ago, I don't know how successful it would have been because I didn't understand it. I didn't understand maybe the skills. I didn't have maybe the skills, but I didn't understand myself enough to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, So those explorations, everything you learn um, happens for a reason. So just get out there and challenge yourself. Don't be afraid. Um, Just go, go for what you know is right for you. The only person who can tell you that is you. Yeah. And that, and that sometimes people are looking for external validation and others. And it's like, you know, and it's scary because you want support in numbers, but it's like at the end of the day, you got to look inward and go, I bet on me. And I know that this is going to work, you know, and that's kind of what's going to propel you to take that, that next uh, step forward. But, um, just with what you were saying, sometimes you look back and you're like, and I've done this in my life and I just think, oh my God, all those little stepping stones, those puzzle, those puzzle pieces, the pebbles, they were all steps. To, that, uh, that led me to where I'm at today. And in, in the time, you don't realize it. But now you're like, ah, it makes sense. And even, you know, unfortunately, the not so good, they played a role too, because the pain is same was enough. You you were motivated going, I'm, I want a different outcome. I'm out. Yeah, exactly. And now my, you know, if anything, my daughter seeing this, um, I always say she's going to rule the world one day uh, because she's seen it. She knows she's not going to take no for an answer. She's going to work that bit harder. Um, my my son has that much more empathy um, working with anyone, not just females, anyone out there, because he's seen the experience and what it can cause people emotionally and mentally. So um, it's all happened for a reason. And I couldn't be happy of where I am now. I'm so excited to be celebrating six months here. Uh, and being surrounded by these people that I get out, I get up in the morning and I'm at the studio. I'm, I'm here before 6am. Some nights I'm, you know, I, I always laugh because, you know, I left a nine to five job. I'd never had a nine to five job, but corporately speaking, right. So I can work 24 seven. Um, but I couldn't be more happier about being in the studio 24 seven because it's fuels me. It gives me so much energy that when I get home, I'm ready to go and my kids feel that and I'm with them and I'm present and, um, it makes for, uh, it makes for that work-life balance I've been trying to achieve for so long. 
Wow, that's so that's so inspiring. It just makes it brings me joy to see that you have it. And, and not only are you helping you, but like, look what you've done for your kids. It's so amazing that you're not only helping yourself, you're helping so many around you, your families, but then again, the community you have within your your wellness center, it's it's, it's you're at the heart of it all. Uh, I'm uh, I feel so blessed. I feel so uh, without getting emotional, I feel so blessed that I could be here and be with, um, surrounded by these people and have these opportunities. And it's come at, you know, a long time of well, a lot of work and a lot of effort, but I'm so, so blessed to be, um, in a position where I am that I can spend time with these amazing people that I learn from every day, whether it's a member, an employee, a staff, a, an instructor, um, these kids that are athletes that are coming in and showing me how to, you know, these these different wild exercises that I hadn't thought about or terminology or whatever it is. I'm just, I feel so lucky to be here and um, I, I wouldn't change it. Wouldn't change it. I try to put on my dress shoes and suits now. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, can't do it. It's, it's like not Halloween. who I am. It's not who I am. Yeah. It's a Halloween costume <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's amazing. And you're just so truly deserving of a bouquet. So again, congratulations, you know, everything you put in, you're getting out and more and you know, the universe rewards risk, you took a risk. And you know what, you're reaping the benefits for you and everyone around you. So um, good for you. Thank you. Um, so we were coming to the top of the hour now. And we've kind of talked a little bit about, you know, the struggles in corporate, you know, perhaps not getting your voice heard as a woman. Sometimes we have, you know, we're leading with our own fear, our own securities, whether we're on mat leave or not. And just how at a certain point we realize enough is enough. And we need to put ourselves back on the forefront and really allow our, our voices to be heard and just bet on ourselves and be, be committed to the outcome and have a real strong sense of belief. And as a result, you know, you are, you opened, you know, free to be wellness and, you know, you're six months in and, and you're just, you know, you're, you're modeling the behavior for anyone listening here who's struggling as to whether you're female, male, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter any of that. It's just, there is another way out and you have to just lean in and reflect, pause, and just say like, do I want to live a life of regrets or do I want to lean in and be the change for me and for, for others around me, family and, and friends and anyone else. So you did it. And so I hope that if anyone is or identifies with a part of that story, they now have the confidence, the insights, the awareness to lean into that discomfort and go, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to push forward. I don't know all the how, but I know the why and I'm going to do it. And if you know the why and you're committed to that change, the how just happens. Yeah. Like that puzzle just automatically just starts to do, 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 fit in together. They do. And pieces appear that weren't there before. And you're like, oh, oh, they actually were always there, but you just didn't see them. Yeah. 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 Um, well, thank you so much, Bouquet. And if, if there's people who are listening and would like to connect with you or learn more about you or free to be, what's what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Uh, you can reach us um, through our website it's uh, or any social media. We're um, free to be wellness.com, which is the number two. Um, you can find us, yeah, on uh, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, uh, and of course, online. And I'm always happy to connect with uh, with people and, and hear stories and hear your story and understand, you know, if there's anything that we can do to help or maybe just get to know each other because again positive breeds positivity and if I can help you bring that energy I'm certainly happy to try no that's amazing well we'll include all that in the show notes and again thank you Bouquet for your time 
And thanks everybody for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Karen. Thank you for tuning in to the K2 Sales Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our weekly sales insights are geared towards sales reps, leaders, and small business owners to help navigate the complexity of modern day sales. Our tactical takeaways help you put a plan in place to start creating your own game-changing results. Until next time, happy selling. This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.